Foster, and you're listening to a podcast where nostalgia comes alive. It's Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show. Roll it! Welcome to Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show, the podcast where nostalgia comes alive. Since July of 2021, Jake and his friends have interviewed professionals in the worlds of acting, directing, writing, puppeteering, and many more. Who will they be chatting with in this week's interview? Find out in this Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show episode. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show, where nostalgia comes alive. Happy to here with us, as always, I'm your host, Jake Devonbarmy, today as always, of course, Chris Pixby and Matt Bingo. How you guys doing? Doing Very good, Jake. Good. Hello everybody, how you doing, Jakey? That's great to hear, I'm doing great as always, thank you for asking. Matt, what do we have for today? Welcome, everybody. Glad you're with us. Today's guest is an animator and the owner of Album Animation Studios. You've seen his work on Sesame Street, including segments for Elmo's World, as well as some additional illustrations for Sesame Street Magazine. In addition, he's also created channel items for Nickelodeon, most famously the two dinosaur bumpers you saw in the late 80s and early 90s. Had a little bit of a revival in the last, I'd say, decade or so. Mm. He's also done some animation graphics for Gullah Gullah Island, but you mostly remember his work for the opening titles and end credits of Sesame Street. The opening titles, the Calypso era of Sesame, as us fans would call it. The opening was used from 1992 to 1988, but the end credits were used for longer, up until 2006. We'll talk about a lot more about that. Here he is, Joey Album. Joey, welcome. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. Yes, great to have you here. Yes, great to have you here. So we know who you are, and I kind of introduced <laughs> you a little bit. Yes. But in your own words, would you care to introduce yourself a little bit? Uh, well, it does cover a, a bit of ground. Uh, so I've been, I'm an animator and uh, didn't really set out to to concentrate on children's uh, the children's market, but that's kind of where I got directed. Mm. Uh, so early on, I did projects for uh, HBO Brain Games, and that kind of led to the Nickelodeon IDs, and that led to other stuff like uh, Sesame Street, and Sesame Street led to Elmo's World. Th those And uh, through it all, I kind of developed a long-term friendship with Fred Seibert, and he's been a person who's given me a lot of great projects over the over the years. Definitely. And for those who don't know who uh, Fred Seibert is, uh, he's responsible for the uh, the company uh, Frederator Productions that produced The Fairly Odd Parents, My Life's a Teenager, about a whole bunch of other shows. Mm -hmm. A lot of great shows too. Yes. So before becoming an animator and author, what was your childhood like, and how did you grow up? Uh, I actually grew up in New York City uh, in the era of uh, uh, Saturday morning television when that's when you watched your cartoons mm -hmm. and it usually started around like seven or eight in the morning and you would watch till like 12 or one o'clock and saw all the classic animations and then a little uh, you know, when I grew up a little bit, I think when I was uh, teenage years, they would have the uh, Bugs Bunny on in the afternoon, and that was also a kind of a thing I loved to watch yeah. and influence on me. 
Mm -hmm. Nice. Awesome. So, what inspired you to get into animation? Yeah, I always liked drawing, and I think at uh, some point, I, I guess I was kind of uh, excited about making things move. Uh, I'm not sure where it came from, but it's just something that I knew I wanted to try and do. Definitely, and I know besides uh, Bugs Bunny, um, were there any other specific cartoons that inspired you in any way? I mean, I think I liked, like, the, the whole kind of style of the Saturday morning. I think that was sort of a big influence, but maybe, like, and it was also the time when um, the Flintstones were on in, like, primetime TV. Um, so it was kind of like a situation comedy, but it was animated. Um, and then also the, like, the Yellow Submarine came out. Oh, yes. As, and then that was, mm -hmm. I mean, I loved that film. So maybe that was kind of an influence. Definitely. As, along with, uh, I think when I got a little older, like revisiting some of the Disney classics. I mean, I remember seeing Fantasia when I was a kid, but also 101 Dalmatians and Pinocchio. And those, oh, of course. Those, yeah. Nice. I love Fantasia, you know. It's it's very unique for what it is, but it's yeah. it really is wonderful. Yeah. I haven't I haven't seen all of Fantasia 2000 though, but I have seen the original. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. do you do you remember what your very first gig as an animator was? At least professionally? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. So, yeah, right out of uh college I got a gig working on a, 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 a short, uh, which was, it was kind of like a say no to drugs type of short uh, called Doing What the Crowd Does. And the director was uh, Peter Wallach, who was Eli Wallach's son. Peter Wallach actually went on to do special effects for I think the second Star Trek movie. Um, he was an interesting guy, but then in that job, I was coloring and uh, it was all rotoscope, coloring and tracing. Uh, nice. Right after that, I got a job for another independent animator named Edward Baxt, and that was strictly doing uh, magic marker coloring on paper. Because uh, my thesis film at SVA had been uh, all magic marker coloring on paper. So I was very skilled at it. Uh, so that was my second sort of job. But right after that, I would say, I think pretty much right after that, I got a great gig, which was working on brain games for Noise and Laybourne. Um, Eli Noise and Kit Laybourne had started a company. And there I got to do my own short segment, uh, you know, animation, my style. Uh, so that was really like a, a dream job. So for years, you worked on various instances for a long-running children's series, Sesame Street. How do you kind of begin, like, you know, kind of involved with that? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, uh, 
this very rarely happens. I had been a fan of Sesame Street forever. Uh, I had just finished up a project and I had nothing uh, lined up. And I sent them a sample reel. In those days, we had sample reels actually on these clunky videotapes that you would send around to people. Um, so I sent them, I found the name of the person, Arlene Sherman. I sent her my reel and lo and behold, she replied, she responded and she said, uh, we love your work and we have a project we think you'd be perfect for. That's like a one in a million thing that almost never happens, but it, it happened. So that was awesome. Um, and that, that first project was their new closing credit sequence. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I was hoping, you know, maybe a counting piece, maybe uh, a letter, but they said, oh, we want you to do a new closing credit thing. And we want it to run for 10 years. And, uh, you know, we've never changed it before. It was like, oh boy, what have I got? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, and the good thing is it ran longer than 10 years, I think. It did. It, it did. It ran like, for Like Matt said, years. it ran until like 2006. So Four, yeah. 14 yeah, years that ran. Had a, had a yeah, very long right. run. Yes. Yeah, they cut it down a little bit, but it did have a good mm -hmm. long right. run. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They, they had changed the, uh, at least the, um, what the footage of it was because for years i think from oh god i want to say like 1980 to 1992 they had uh barkley and the kids just yeah just mm -hmm. running yeah yeah uh -huh. yes yeah they had used right. that for a long time but yours was even longer than that like <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Like like you said, like they, had, they, had, they had shortened it down a little bit by the early two thousands, but right, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm curious. Um, do you have a favorite Sesame character? Oh uh, yeah, you know I I'm really partial to Bert and Ernie. I, I like I think I mean that's yeah. two, but I think their their comedy and their relationship is really mm -hmm. I really like that. And uh, you know, and then Kermit, who doesn't love Kermit? Right, right, yeah. Yes. I mean, I could mention every. So I also got to do a piece with uh, Grover, um, where Grover counts uh, bubbles, and the bubbles were animated. I did the animation of the bubbles, um, and wow. so Grover, I don't know, was Frank Oz, you know, the amazing director and obviously puppeteer mm -hmm. so we did just kind of like a run through i got to meet frank oz he did this thing where he didn't even have grover but he just stuck his hand up and became grover <laughs> and it was like so cool um that was a really fun project too definitely yeah do you do you have any favorite inserts you got to work on for sesame I mean, I was really, I've always been really partial to this song I got to do called Tall Short Texans. Oh, yes. Uh, mm -hmm. Because it was yeah. really close to like uh, the kind of film I would want, want to make even, you know, almost for myself. Um, I love that kind of uh, storytelling style of country music. Um, sometimes when I hear old, like a Johnny Cash song, I think this would make a great animation 
And this was almost like getting to do that. So that was that was really I really liked that piece. Some of your uh, best known work on Sesame Street, as uh, Matt mentioned in your in your introduction, was uh, on the TV sequences for Elmo's World. What, what was it like yes. doing those? Yeah, that was really interesting. So, uh, you know, it was a challenge because I was used to doing just like one one minute piece or a couple of one minute pieces, and then the seasons were actually like ten episodes. Um, so we had to figure out how to make that work uh, and within the production time. So uh, the first season was a little, uh, we weren't quite there yet, but the second season right. we, figure, we figured out how to, how to make it work. Um, and that was a great, that was, uh, you know, we had a great run. Uh, the, it was that same producer, Arlene Sherman. She was amazing. And then uh, the voice was uh, Andrea Martin was oh, the nice. voice. And uh, so yeah, I great. got to go into the studio with her once a year. That was, you know, amazing too. So uh, yeah, that, that was a great project. Yeah, definitely. There are a lot of good ones. One of my favorite, uh, I'm not sure if you remember, one of my favorite uh, TV sequences was in the uh, the Street We Live On special, which had uh, yeah. some of the other Sesame Street characters in it. Oh, yeah. That was that was fun, too. That's a beautiful special. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. At that time, celebrated uh, 35 years at that point. Yeah. <laughs> now which it's... was amazing in and of itself. Now it's been, right. almost, it's been almost 20 years since then. I know. And it's still going. It's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At that time, it seemed like 35 years. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it just keeps going, and going. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. It absolutely and and by going. the way, I uh, in these past two years, I've gotten to do uh, inserts for the the current seasons of the show, so that's been a real thrill for me as well. Oh, nice! Ah, oh, wow, awesome. that's great! Nice. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Really nice. Yes. Yeah. yeah, man, it seems like we know a lot more people that's awesome. are working on the show than we thought we did. Right. <laughs> a few for their uh youtube stuff as well oh yeah the youtube stuff's great too yes, yes. yeah we we've had a a, a, couple, uh, a good friend of ours uh now is a puppeteer for sesame uh brandon mm -hmm. smith really good friend of ours been puppeteering for years i've known for a few years now he's a puppeteer at sesame we just recently um had sebastiano ritchie who's also new but he's also done some winnie the pooh stuff uh, i think oh, he just wow. I think he just finished uh the tour in australia for the musical yeah for, oh, for, for, for yeah for directing um, yeah mm -hmm. directing the uh tour in australia for the winnie the pooh show uh absolute it it's really amazing like it it's, i get from i i just had a flashback with this like uh the when we interviewed our, our friend brandon uh, Brandon Smith, we we had no clue that he had made it to Sesame Street. We had no oh. idea until until he told us on the show. Uh, it was like, what? <laughs> like I don't <laughs> I don't I don't think it hit us until a after we recorded it. I don't think. I at least, know, at right. least it didn't for me. Yeah. Um, but but no, they 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 do a lot of great work. Um, Sesame, their new and current puppeteers, like we like. Chris said before uh, before we we've had uh, well, I, we said before we had a lot of 
Sesame Puppeteers on the show with the past. Chris brought some up before we went we went on the air here. Uh, yeah. And again, it seems like we know a lot more people at Sesame than we thought we did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one of the thrills of working on uh, Elmo's World was getting the chance to occasionally drop by the set when they were filming, which was oh, nice. an amazing experience. And even oh. I even got to take my uh, like four or five year old at that time, four or five year old daughter on the set to meet Elmo. So that was. Aww. Uh, Aww. <laughs> and you know, it's amazing too with uh, kids and meeting the Muppets. Mm -hmm. They never see the person nope. that's right, right there, you know, <laughs> doing the puppet. They only talk to the Muppet. They only talk to the Muppet. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 like, they like, I don't care about that. I'm I don't, about I don't know yeah. who you are. I'm just I care here about to, you. I'm just, I'm just here to see Elmo or I'm just here to see Elmo or Rosita or, or, or Rosita. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a beautiful thing, actually. It is. It, it really is. Uh, so besides working on the show, you've also illustrated for Sesame Street magazine. Um, yes. Can, yeah, you talk, I, can you talk a bit about doing that? Yeah, I did. I did a little bit of that, but it, it didn't go on for very long. I, it's, uh, uh, I don't. Uh, it's kind of a <laughs> kind of hazy right now. Uh, uh, that's yeah, fine. I don't, that's fine. I don't think I did that much for them. So now, aside from Sesame, you're also anime for another CTW series, Big Bag. What was that? What was that like? Yeah, that was a, a very interesting uh, experience. Uh, I was doing like uh, kind of graphic style animation, very, very limited, uh, like one or two position type stuff and very quick turnaround. But uh, I have to say it came at a time uh, where I really, I needed the work and I was so thankful for it. And uh, it was nice to do something that wasn't full animation. It was nice to do like very limited, bold, uh, stuff for them so that that was kind of a fun project definitely and um i know what matt also mentioned in your introduction that uh you're also known for creating the uh the dinosaur items for nickelodeon and some other ones too can you kind of talk a bit about your work with nickelodeon yes uh so those were all done uh through fred allen which was fred seibert and alan goodman they had their own company and they would produce these ids for Nickelodeon. And uh, their producer was a guy named Tom Pompicello. Um, so Tom came to me with this doo-wop track, and I came up with the idea of doing dinosaurs in sneakers. And then uh, the, the first one, I think, it was one of, the, one of the notable things about it was it had no cuts. It was a kind of a continuous flow. Tom's whole thing was get the logo in there as many times as possible within, they were, they were 10 seconds long, but they felt like their own little worlds, you know? Um, and then the, the, so the first one was very successful. So we ended up making another one. Um, and I also did like uh, one or two, maybe three other ones, I think. Yeah, there are, there are, there are a lot of good ones and no, I know we also talked a bit earlier about how they've kind of resurfaced over the past uh, couple of years. At the time, there was this uh, block called The Splat, which had yes. a bunch of old Nickelodeon shows and some of the 
bumpers, including yeah. the ones that you made, were on it. I feel like so they also. So it was kind of cool getting to see them it. come back because that was. Yeah. I, w I was born in 2000, so that was like before I was yeah, born. So was getting before, to see. Before my time. Getting to kind of witness <laughs> 90s Nickelodeon in that form was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, had, also, we just missed uh, out. Yeah. yeah. They, I think they even used them this this year or last year to um, promote the Kids' Choice Awards. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They had a. They used the animation, and then at the end, the dinosaur morphed into kind of a three D version of the dinosaur. Yes, yes, that's that's right. I remember now. So that's pretty cool, and that, I heard that's that, cool. Yeah, I heard that they. I didn't. I haven't seen this, but I someone told me that on on the as part of the set, there were monitors and that was playing on the monitors. So, yeah, oh. they they keep coming back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very memorable for a lot of people. Oh yes, yeah. um, absolutely. And, you know, and and when they were around, when they were hot, if you there was a whole promotion that we did with Pizza Hut. Uh, where if mm. you had your birthday at Pizza Hut, you got, you know, doo-wop dinosaur placemats and uh, <laughs> That's cool. crowns or whatever. Yeah, that wow. was the whole thing. With wow, Pizza nice. Hut. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I wish I would have gotten to do that. that was... I know. <laughs> that's really cool. I know. Yeah, yeah Pizza Hut did quite a few advertisements with Nickelodeon, though. That's, mm -hmm. yeah. that's really cool. I had no yeah. idea they did that. Yeah, I mean, again, I, of course, it was before my time. So yes, before how would I know? <laughs> yes. So what was it like you know, getting to work on Gogo Island for doing animation graphics? Oh yeah, that was you know I really love that show, and uh, some of my really good friends were uh, involved in that show. Uh, uh, I believe Kit was involved, but the producer was a, a really good friend of mine, Kathy Minton. Uh, and the co-creator. So uh, I don't, I think that uh, I didn't do the opening for the, like the first season or second season, but I did the new opening. Um, and that, that was like really fun. Cause once again, it was kind of like uh, a combination of old and new um, technologies a little bit. Like it was just when After Effects was starting to come into, uh, you know, what people were using. So, oh. Yeah. yeah Gullagall Island's a good show, too. We've had some people on from that show in the past, too. We had uh, Shayna, who was one of the kids. Oh, wow. On the show, and uh, Peter Lurie, who did uh, the composer theme song. Um, yeah, composer yeah. theme song. Yes. Yeah, Shayna. Yeah, Peter Lurie is yeah. an old great. friend of mine. Uh, and uh, yeah, he's done, he's worked uh, for me on one of my uh, shows. And uh, yeah, he's just a super, super talented guy. Yeah, he's done a lot of other kids' work too. He composed a lot of songs for Bear in the Big Blue House, which is that's right, one of my yes. favorite shows ever. Love Bear. Um, and you know, and he's Magic done School a lot of work for Disney too. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. definitely a lot of really good work. So uh, in the year two thousand, you collaborated with fellow animator and author Mo Willems. Uh, yes, that Mo Willems. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, uh, on yeah. a short film called Life. Uh, for those who don't know what that is, could you describe a little bit about it and what it was like working with Mo Williams? 
Yeah, Mo was an old friend of mine. I mean, he did all those amazing segments for Sesame Street before he did his books. And uh, so I know, knew Mo from like uh, the animation world and from Sesame Street rap parties and stuff like that. Just a really nice, generous guy. And in those days, I maybe there still is, but I was more involved with the independent animation scene. There was more of an independent animation scene. And people would do these films, uh, like collaboration films, where you got the, you had a theme and then maybe you got the first frame of someone else's animation. And then you got the last, the last frame it had to end up on. And then it sort of had to, you had maybe 10 seconds. So that's the way Mo's project was. I think, I think that the, the, the character had to be eaten or something for each segment or something like that. Um, but it was, yeah, it was a fun thing to do. I mean, it's always nice to do something short right. and uh, great collaborating with Mo. And it was really fun. Definitely. And uh, another short you worked on was uh, a What a Cartoon short for Cartoon Network. Can you kind of talk yes. about doing that? Yeah, that was a much bigger project. Uh, that, so that was a, like a full-fledged seven-minute cartoon uh, with this comedy group called the Poster Boys. There, there are three guys who used to do comedy in these downtown clubs in New York City. Uh, then we did, you know, we did a lot of development on that, uh, but it was done through Hanna-Barbera. That was when Fred was president of Hanna-Barbera. Hmm. Uh, so it was a really interesting project in that I had never worked with an overseas studio before. Uh, I did all the, the like character design and layouts in New York and then shipped it to Hanna-Barbera and then they shifted overseas to have the animation and coloring done. Um, so that that was a really interesting process. Then I got to go out to California when they got the film back and uh, edit it down to the proper lengths. Um, yeah, it was great working with a big studio and it was a great experience. Nice. Very nice. Uh, you also served as a director on the MTV series Daria. Yes, that's right. What was that uh, like? Yeah, you know, that's an uh, interesting process. Uh, directing can mean a lot of things in animation. Uh, and for them, uh, directing, you're, you're breaking down the storyboard into kind of like a thumbnail storyboard. And breaking down the script into a thumbnail storyboard. You're listening to the audio over and over to like try to pick up nuances. And then uh, it, on that project, the director actually broke down the exposure sheets. So you are doing all the timing for the animators to work with. That's kind of, that was kind of a very different and new experience for me. I had never done that before. Um, and then that gets shipped overseas. And then uh, to, and th in those days it was Korea. And then that mm -hmm. they take it from there. 
The only thing I, I kind of regret about that was they were like so packed to the rafters uh, up at MTV. They said, would you mind doing this uh, at home or in your own studio? And so I think I, I missed out a little bit on that uh, camaraderie or, you know, feeling like you're part of a, a show feeling. Um, right. Yeah. But you can't have everything. So now moving on to writing books, how did becoming an author come into play for you? Yeah, uh, I, I always loved children's books. And Fred had this idea of doing children's books almost like a TV show um, for, you know, ebooks basically, that you would, you would turn them out like, he wanted to do like one a week, basically, like a, and do a, a season. Um, so uh, the initial uh, run we did was 10 books. Um, it was a great, you know, it was super fun working with Fred. And at that time, it was still, they were still figuring out ebooks, what was going to work, what wasn't going to work. So the whole idea of doing like seasons and seasons didn't really work, but it did end up uh, at this kind of like site for kids' books, like it's sort of the equivalent of Netflix, but it's a book site. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's doing really well on there. Nice. And um, speaking of uh, eBooks, one of your most uh, recent projects is creating uh, Lucy the Dinosaur. Yes, that was um, the, which so I've, which I've seen a little bit online, and I think it's absolutely brilliant. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Lucy the dinosaur was the character for the ebooks, and then we also did. Uh, I had a, did an amazing project with Federator, where we were turning out uh, YouTube videos of famous kid songs, all kid songs that are in the public domain, basically like Wheels on the Bus and. Jack and Jill and all those kind of a twinkle, twinkle little star, but using Lucy the dinosaur. Uh, and the plan was, and this is the plan we stuck to, we would turn out a new video every three weeks, which is pretty, you know, uh, uh, ambitious in animation. But because of what we can do now in Flash, and also keeping things, the animation like sort of limited, um, we were able to stick to that schedule and we made 30 episodes. And we even had a special uh, guest appearance in some of the episodes by Wow Wow Wubsy. Oh, oh no love Wow Wow Wubsy. Wow. Oh, that's great. That's a, that's a throwback. That's a, that, was a wonderful that, is, that is a throwback. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, that's that's great. So, are there any words you'd like to say to those who have supported your work and followed your career? <laughs> I guess thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm still, you know, doing stuff. I'm still. Uh, um, I have a YouTube channel. I'm still producing videos for my YouTube channel. Uh, I do a lot of gifts, uh, and I do like. I post artwork on Instagram and Twitter. So yeah, all the support is appreciated. Definitely. So aside from aside from that, um, if people would like to connect with you, where what's the best place for people to reach you? 
Yeah, I guess, uh, I mean, my YouTube channel is, uh, well, maybe you'll put up some kind of link or something. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, that's Albumation. Uh, but as I said, under my name, I'm on Twitter. Twitter, I think, is a pretty good place to find me. Definitely. Um, links to those will be in the description down below for people to connect. Yep. Yeah, I've met a lot of nice people on Twitter who are like, you know, there's there's... 90s people are really into the old Nickelodeon stuff and there's all oh, different yeah. groups so it's it's really kind of fun definitely, definitely absolutely. absolutely again links will be in the description for people to check out your work this last question that Jakey wherever he went is about to ask uh, this last question that Jake's about to ask is uh, a question we saved for last we ask every guest go ahead Jakey well thank, you. well, thank you, Matt. So, of course, you know, this podcast is called Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show. Yeah, look at that. So, when you think of nostalgia, what do you think of, or in your own words, how would you define the word nostalgia? Oh, nostalgia. Wow, that's a good one. I guess it's a, that warm, fuzzy feeling you get from something like a little bit old but familiar. Definitely. Definitely. Great yeah. words send on. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, Joey, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. This was a blast. Yeah. Yes. yes. Thank you very much. And thank you so much for what you've done to be a part of our lives. You know, keep up your great work and kind of wait what's next in store for you. Yep. Thank you for being on. It means a lot. Yes. Well, thank you guys. Yes. Thank you. Absolutely. Keep in touch and I will let you know when this goes up. Okay, great. I'll, uh, I'll send you like the links to maybe to my YouTube or something like that. Would that be helpful? Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. Helpful. Yeah. All right. Thank, all right. Well, enjoy the rest of your day, Joey. This was fun. Okay. Yeah. Thanks so much. Yes. All right. Bye bye. Yeah. All right. Pleasure. Take care. Take care, Joey. Yep. See ya. Bye. Bye, bye Joey. Bye, guys. Bye bye. 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 Okay. So, and it's goodbye from us as well, everybody. We absolutely enjoyed our time with Joey Album. Of course, you know, we grew up with yes. his work on Sesame Street, Almo's World, stuff for Nickelodeon and Nickelodeon. So on. And yes. yep. Um, you know, keep on lookout for wonderful done. interviews. And as always, what yes. do we say, Jake? Keep massage alive. Take care, everyone. See you next time. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another wonderful Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show interview. Be sure to follow Jake and the crew on social media and stream the show wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And as always, remember to keep nostalgia alive. Bye-bye. <laughs>